your source for everything paranormal. Para-X. The views expressed and the opinions given by the individual host and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Para-X, its affiliates, or its sponsors. gathering. The supernatural world can be a dark, intimidating, and scary place. We gather to shine light on the mysterious and misunderstood aspects of the paranormal world. We bring to the table years of experience as mediums, healing channels, and paranormal investigators. We share true stories from our experiences to dispel fear where we can and help you discover the amazing layers that make up the paranormal world. You are invited to gather around the metaphysical table with us and discuss the worlds of the unseen on The Gathering Radio Show. Hello, everyone. Welcome into The Gathering Radio Show right here on the Para-X Radio Network. My name is Stephanie. And this is Heidi, and we are here for a, <laughs> I'm trying to think of the T word that we're going to use tonight, and I totally forgot. <laughs> so Maybe a topsy-turvy Tuesday. Could be topsy-turvy, because <laughs> it's feeling like that so far, and we haven't even gotten well, started yet, so good deal. Like considering, <laughs> considering our guest, he's kind of topsy-turvy, you know, so I mean, I think that might be a good one. <laughs> we might have a topsy-turvy show, so there's Yes, that. yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. So how are you, Heidi? We're on the show last week and we uh, had the paranormal smorgasbord without you. Jerry and I did it and it was it was fun. We talked about a lot of bizarre things, but yeah, no, it was cool. But we missed you. Well, yeah. When I knew Jerry was on, I knew you guys were going to be fine. I wasn't worried. (laughs) Yeah, I was actually supposed to be out of town last week and um, it ended up getting canceled because where we were going, everybody had the flu and I thought, no, thank you very much. No. But I had plenty of other things I had to do anyway, so I thought, you know what, I'm not going to... You guys already had it set up. I thought, you got you got yep. this. So yep. it's always the week nice off and have... I'm back. Well, and I always say it's it's kind of nice to have those surprise Tuesdays off. You know what I mean? Because it just is just yeah. fun, you know? So, yeah, no, we had a really good time. And I know one of the things I want to talk to Carter about when he comes on is... Um, we talked about the Alaskan Triangle, and I know that's come up before on our show, so we'll save that for later, but... There's a a, a, yeah. a a show on now. There's a couple shows on that, that t- deal with Alaska and Bigfoot and all kinds of crazy stuff. So we'll save that for later. But yeah. So what else is going on? Well, let's see here. It's been just wild with uh, investigations. We actually had an investigation this past weekend, I did two investigations, I think, since I was on the show last. Oh, my. One was up north in Grand Rapids, and we were at the Old Central School. And then we were, just that same weekend, we were at a house in St. Cloud. And it was really, um, it was the the school in, Saint, in um, Grand Rapids was great. It was very, I feel it was very active. And everybody else that was... Um, a part of the investigation really had a good time. You know, there's a lot going on. We couldn't find anybody there, at least that I'm aware of, that needed help. So, um, anyway, so yeah, it was it was good. 
we had some cool um, experiences and then we had an investigation i said right after that that was up in st cloud and it ended up being a non like a non-investigation oh so we we had all this activity they were calling us about and the daughter was scared she's 14 and all this and normally you know we just we let the evidence or non-evidence speak for itself but it, i always like to do a remote view before i go just to see what we might be up against or anything i might need a heads up on and i couldn't get anything i couldn't get anything and i'm like gosh this thing is either really smart and able to hide and block me or there's nothing there mm-hmm. so I thought, okay, either way, it's good. And um, so I had Tim. I said, why don't you do a, a remote view and just see if you what you get? Because I want to see if what you get is the same as what I get. So I didn't tell him anything. And he did it at some point, and we talked about it the next day. And he goes, you know, it's weird because I'm not getting anything. Mm-hmm. And I said, why? What do you think is going on? He's like, well, I don't know. It's either they're really good at hiding or there's nothing going on. And I said, okay, that's exactly what I got. And we'll see. So anyway, we ended up getting there. and it was it was not it was not paranormal and the thing that was yeah. really like sad is that we went down to the downstairs which is basically a converted rec room that's the daughter's room so she can have some privacy because it's a small house and it's where the laundry room is and the furnace and the electrical panel and the water meter uh wi-fi thing and everything so basically she was living in a fear cage I was just it say. was really intense yeah. And really unhealthy. And yeah. so we we did all of our due diligence and Tim, you know, being a building um, mm-hmm. engineer, you know, he was able to try and offer some solutions and stuff. But it seemed like they just, you know, tried it all. It didn't work. I'm like, well, I don't know if you're trying it all, but, you know, hopefully you'll you'll do something to help your daughter because living in that kind of EMF yeah, is bad. Ooh, really bad. Crazy, too. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's so many bad physical things that can happen, mental and emotional issues. I mean, it's just, it's terrible. And it was really high. And we were having trouble being down there for the time that we were down there. We were only down there for about an hour and a half. And I thought this, this poor kid sleeps down here and she's sensitive. So there's, you know, and she's got some anxiety and other, other issues. So it's, I felt really bad for her, but they are helping her with the the mental health piece of it, you know, because she does have a couple of things uh, that she's she's working on. And so that's great. But I thought, gosh, if you could do some of these other things that we're telling you about to help block some of the EMF fields here, that would be great. Mm-hmm. But getting her out of the basement, I don't know how you're going to do it. There's no room, but yeah. no one should be in this long term. No, no, that's bad. So it was it was kind of sad because there wasn't really anything we could do to help. Yeah. You know, well. Yeah, so we've been busy with that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yep, I hear you. No, and now we're right in the middle of the holiday season, right? <laughs> yes, yes, It's which is wild for a whole bunch of reasons. But, you know, there's some yeah. people have a lot of experiences around the holidays. And they, That's you know, true. visitors come back, loved That's ones true. come back and hang out or check on people or, you know, babies are born, they want to see the babies or whatever. And Mm -hmm. so it's not uncommon to have a lot of activity this time of year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's absolutely true. So tonight we haven't talked about Bigfoot or cryptids for a while, I guess. It's been, I don't even remember when you probably talked about it with Carter when I was off whenever that was in July or something. Not sure, but I just remember out of bat 
conversation you guys had, there was something about Carter was going to tell a story next time he was on this show. So anyway, welcome Carter to the Gathering Radio once again. And how are you? I'm stunning in all my radiant glory. How about that? Yes. (laughs) I love it. I love it. (laughs) I don't remember what the story was. And I've got plenty of stories. I don't don't remember what stopped us. I mean, probably just time. But I I don't remember what the story was. Do you remember, Heidi? Because you told me about it. You told me about it. You said, oh, Carter said that he had to tell this story when we were all on the radio. Yeah. I cannot remember for the life of me. We'd have to go back and listen to the other show, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I guess you'll have to be on again, Carter, because we're going to have to look up the other story and then get back to you and have you back on. That's how I do it. I just confuse the heck out of everybody. Then you have to have me keep coming back, you know. I think I'm booked with you guys till 2024. Excellent. So we've got enough. Uh, oh, I forgot about that story. Let, let's book another show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that <laughs> sounds that's good. Just fine. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, the third book is uh, almost done. I mean, I'm I'm up to about 257 pages. I keep writing stuff. I'm, I'm trying to stop. All I'm really waiting on is one page of artwork, and then I'm done. I mean, I'm I'm kind of ready to go to print. I'm just mm-hmm. waiting, and my Sibylla, who's doing my artwork, is uh, illustrating somebody else's Sasquatch children's book. Oh. Which will take precedence. I'm just having her do one drawing. uh, And she's doing like, you know, a dozen or more. So I can't complain. So No. She'll get to it when she gets to it, I guess, right? (laughs) And since she told me she was backlogged, I've added like 20 pages. And I I added like four more today. I'm just sitting there just... It starts flowing, then it stops. You know how it is. I mean, yep. you have so, your days where you can read things, and then you can't. You know? So maybe in the end, Carter, it'll end up to be 500 pages or something. Well, it may be closer to 275, the way I'm churning stuff out here. <laughs> uh, you, know, you get a block, you yeah. know, and then I get a call uh, from a witness, and then I have some weird stuff go around the house, going on around the house all of a sudden. And suddenly I'm like five days behind where I was. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. Uh, I don't know if I don't know if the story I was going to tell you was all the weirdness that has been going on around the house since 2019. That's the only story oh. that I can think of uh, hmm. from when I made contact with a clan in uh, Illinois, I've had constant, we have had constant odd things going on around the house. Oh. But I they were telling us. Yeah, they, they started in 2020 after I led an expedition for BFRO in Illinois. And uh, we had an event, but I went back the next year to see if, see if the magic was still the same. And that's when I had the gifting of rocks and communication and mental visions in my head. And it was like, Oh, wow. This is what I wanted. I just wasn't expecting it to happen, but it did. So we have weird things going on in the house uh, from time to time, which coincide with the time they started about the time I made contact with uh, the Sasquatch clan in Illinois. And uh, my wife saw orb flying around our bedroom 
300 miles away when I called her and told her I'd made contact with a clan. I'd been contacted. And mm. she said, well, what time was that? I said, well, I'm thinking sometime after seven or eight o'clock at night. And she, well, I was getting ready for bed at nine o'clock and I saw a blue orb running through our bedroom. Mm. And I also saw it in the mirror. So she saw the reflection and she saw it in its real form. So it wasn't like a car headlight coming through our bedroom mm-hmm. window, bouncing off the uh, mirror on the dresser or anything like that. It was just, so we've had odd things going on. So that's the only, only story I can think of. And I had an odd thing happen last night, uh, which was just bizarre as heck, but that's the second time something kind of like that's happened. But I think it's, I think I've got an impish uh, juvenile Sasquatch just messing with me. Or I've got a really practical joker adult. I have no idea. It's At just, your house? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff's going on around the house. And, uh, yeah, uh, last night I was going to pour a cocktail, and uh, I put the glass on the bar, and I pulled my hand away, and the glass came right at me, bounced off my chest, and fell on the floor and spilled all over the floor. So I had laid it on the bar to... What? I can't explain it. You know, I, I, I just... Here's the glass. I set it down on the bar so I can go pick up. I think we're having trouble hearing. Can you not hear me? I can hear Carter. Yeah. I can hear you, Carter. Can everybody in the chat room, if you hear Carter, can you say that? But I can hear you just fine. I think Heidi's frozen. (laughs) Heidi's frozen. Heidi is frozen. Um, Okay, we'll get her back. Uh, But anyway, it was just, that's the only story I can think of. But we've had... Since I made contact, uh, we've had probably 25 events since 2020. Wow. Just every couple of months, every few weeks, just random weirdness, you know. And it's interesting. It's in, it's intriguing, you know. And I'm used to, you know, poltergeist activity and spirits and stuff like that. I'm, I'm aware of it. I've been around it. So it's not that shocking. But mm-hmm. I'm expecting a different communication from the Sasquatch people than I had been getting. And so it is just, it's just an odd thing. It's just odd. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just odd. So do you think, are you, do you think Sasquatches are interdimensional? Yes, I do. Yeah. I yeah. thought you did. So are you thinking that they met you and then they, they saw your connection to your wife and then went to see her and that's what this orb was all about? I think so. Yeah. I, it was just, you know, uh, because I led the exhibition in 2019. I went mm-hmm. back on the exact anniversary exactly one year later. That's after COVID had hit. We went there in, uh, uh, gosh, 2020, uh, October. And COVID had already hit. There was nobody out on the streets, nobody out doing anything. And so uh, we went back to see if... Uh, like I said, the place still had the same kind of vibe that it did before mm-hmm. and uh, went back and uh, now my partner could not go down, uh, Harold, because he has had a stroke and cancer. So there's this rock. Uh, it's a very, you probably can't see it, uh, but these are, the, these are the four rocks here and me in the front. That's me leading the expedition. At the other end of the uh, 
right down in here, there's a round rock there, and that represents Harold, who was there but wasn't there. In other words, he'd gone to the expedition with us, but he was he had had uh, mm-hmm. cancer and a stroke and surgeries on his leg. He was just he couldn't do the very rugged terrain. We had to mm-hmm. go down and go back up. So he stayed in the car while we I took my group of four expeditioners down. Yeah, uh, we had some events all well and good. We went back, me and Harold, we met the uh, the next year just to see if we had the magic. Went down there. Uh, it still felt creepy and weird and awesome. Uh, this is uh, the Trail of Tears. We're mm-hmm. uh, at this exact spot we're at. There's a plaque that shows 94 Native Americans died. They froze to death waiting for help and transport to the Mississippi River, which is just down the road from where we are, literally. You could drive five minutes and be at the Mississippi. They just died. It just fell short of getting their help. So that area is the place that nobody in Jonesboro, Illinois, will go anywhere near at night. So, of course, that's why I picked it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So Well, it was a good Yeah. So we went back and visited. I said, here, I'll tell you what. I'm going to leave a camera here, and uh, we'll go back to camp. And on the way back to Kansas City in the morning, I was about eight o'clock, I stopped and was going to get the camera and go back to Kansas City. And he's going to go back to his home in Murfreesboro, uh, mm-hmm. Illinois. So I go back at 830, 8 o'clock, 830 in the morning on a Wednesday morning. And I go back to where I got my cameras on that log I showed you. I had it at the base of the log. Those rocks were there. They were left for us. They were not there the day before. They were left overnight. Mm-hmm. Four rocks with a pointed rock in front of the four, which indicates me leading the expedition. Yeah. At the other end of the log is a, a short, round rock, which is Harold. He's short, round, stout fellow. Mm-hmm. And that was at the other end. Five people. There was five expedition people. Me, mm-hmm. the four, and Harold. Mm-hmm. It's not a coincidence. He was there, no. but he wasn't there. He, you know, so uh, Friday night he went to that location with us. Saturday night he stayed back at camp. So when I saw those rocks, I'm looking at them, going, "What? what? These weren't here. How'd these get here?" Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at them. All of a sudden, I went, "Holy crap!" Yeah, they're talking to me. I'm in a relationship. I mean, I was, I was just, you know, I, I suddenly got it, you know, and I was just whooping it up in the woods there at eight o'clock in the morning, you know, during COVID, ain't nobody there. I could scream and yell and make a fool of myself like I do anyway. It was, but I just realized, and then I, that's when I called my wife. And then, then she told me about the orb yeah. the night before, which was about the time, because we left at two, about one thirty or two o'clock on the Tuesday afternoon. Mm-hmm. And with COVID, there was nobody out, nobody doing nothing. Yeah. If humans were to be in the neighborhood and to do that, they would have had to have gotten there right after we left and been there by five or five thirty because it gets dark. You know, it's yeah. pitch black at five thirty in October. You know, up yes. here in the Midwest, you know, Missouri, yes. Illinois. So they and it just it's not possible. But even if it was humans, they've got the exact number of people involved in that expedition. I don't believe in coincidences, no way, shape or form. So Mm -hmm. that was awesome. 
And so I told my wife and she was going, oh, my gosh. You know, so anyway, I get back home. And from that time in 2020 to now, we've had probably 20 events, Mm -hmm. just weird things happening in the house. Now, we've had a few here and there before, but since then, it has ramped up. Mm -hmm. And I I don't get a sense of anything evil or or foreboding. Mm -hmm. I think it's just Sasquatch jacking with me. Yeah, and I'm shown visions at night. Uh, you know, I'm a Type A, so is my wife. So we are all kinetic when we're trying to go to sleep. And so, so we meditate at night and try to, you know, uh, relax and get to the, you know, the alpha state and just and chill out. So during those sessions, I am shown visions of where they live and oh, a day in the life. Really? Yeah, cool. it is. It, it, and that's probably happened about a half a dozen times. And uh, it, it's 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 bizarre, uh, but they're showing me. Yeah. And here's here's how I know it's them doing this, or why I believe. I, I won't say I know, but when I'm showing these visions, I'm trying to figure out where it is because I have several research areas here in Missouri that look really similar to this one that they're showing me. You know, it's got you know. Juvenile Sasquatches running, they're chasing bugs, they're plucking bugs out of the sky and eating them. And, oh. you know, they're just, it's a day in the life. There's, you know, the, the, the an adult and maybe a couple of females are just sitting, pawing at the ground with sticks. And they're just sitting around. They're just mm-hmm. hanging. And so, but I am on this kind of, have we talked about this before? No? Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. I'm on this kind of a conveyor belt oh i'm i'm moving through this ravine but it's moving at a a certain speed but the the panorama the woods and everything are going by much faster than i'm traveling which i think is the difference in their perception of time and ours because I think if you can adjust your uh, vibrational frequency, time takes on a different meaning uh, mm-hmm. with the Sasquatch. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like I'm starting. Yeah. To we are having bad rain here, by the way. Uh, if that makes any difference. Mm-hmm. We are too. <laughs> so uh, they're showing me these things. And I'm saying, well, where is this? This doesn't look like Missouri. It uh, it looks familiar, but it, because both areas look the same, my research areas, this, the deep ravines mm-hmm. going down to where they live. And so uh, I said, where is this? And I get this answer in my head, home. This oh. is home. Well, I said, well, where, where is home? And they just said, home. And so then I said, well, it doesn't look like Missouri, because if you're showing me a live view, uh, we had snow uh, this morning and just a dusting, but there's no snow in where I'm at. So this must be somewhere other than Missouri. And as if on cue, the next night I'm meditating, I'm going down. And they're showing me the same view with snow. I, I, 
it was like a custom order. The, yeah. you know, and, and all they did was put a dusting of snow on the ground. <laughs> and it was just like, I can't make that up. I can't even, how would I even know you would do that? I, it was just yeah. like, you confounded me. I'm going, that is freaking awesome. Yeah. I don't know how you, you made my day. I'm going to sleep like a baby tonight. That was, <laughs> that was so cool. It was just, it, it was one of those things, you know, and there's been times where I've been shown faces, like four or five faces, like there's, you know, three faces on top and two on the bottom and they're just there and I'm looking at them and they're looking at me and I'm in bed and we're just looking at each other and then it goes away. So there's, communication of sorts and then when it goes away and doesn't happen for a couple two or three months i'm going oh they don't love me anymore they forgot me (laughs) but i think they tend to leave you be if you are one of the experiencers and you don't need any encouragement you you Mm -hmm. understand what's going on so that they're not like in my in my face every day but you know i can probably you know, say every two or three months, I'll get a really good trip where they'll oh. show me. And here's what's even weirder is that after this happened, and I'm trying to think when I met uh, my witness and his wife, they have been taken, or no, he has been taken. She's, she sleeps through this every night. For 30 days, he was taken on a triangular shaped craft flying through the universe. He saw Earth, Saturn, and another planet where we think is the moon. He's drawn it for me. It's gonna be in the new book. Mm-hmm. And but they're getting animal bones stuck in their yard. Uh, they've seen Sasquatch, they've seen the predator uh, gelatinous blob. He and his wife both, one day in broad daylight, both saw that predator shimmering glob of nothing. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. She saw it as a humanoid. He was on, they were both standing outside on the deck taking a break because they both were lucky enough to work from home. So they were both enjoying a real pretty, you know, summer day and they were just standing mm-hmm. on the deck. She was at one spot, he was at another. He saw it as just a big gelatinous blobby mass. She saw it as, as a definite hominid humanoid figure and it walked out from under their deck took about four or five steps and just poof vanished wow broad daylight so but he's getting the visions at night and it mirrored very similar to what i was getting and then all of a sudden after actually it went on for two months then i just stopped but they have had a lot of activity. So, uh, but I think there's a lot of things going on with them that, you know, my wife has had a, uh, her pillow pulled out from under her head one night violently while she was sleeping. Uh, oh. I've had something, uh, I've had three hands, three or four hands under each of my legs come up underneath my body and slowly be carrying me off the side of the bed at night. And uh, she, so, wife, go ahead. Well, I'm just wondering, is this going back to some of the activity that you were talking about before in your house? The same kind of... No, this is since. This is since. uh, So is this still Bigfoot, do you think? Yeah, yeah. Well, I 
I can't pin it on anything else. I mean, I guess it could be. You know, it could be. Something. But you don't see it happening. I don't see what's doing it, but I, I felt definitely four or three or four hands under each leg picking me up and dragging me off the, toward the side of my bed. And my wife was up, and I'm going, are you seeing this? And she got up to go to the bathroom, and she just ignored me like she didn't hear me. I said, Sheila, do you see this? Are you seeing this? Who, who's got me? What's going on here? And she just got up, went to the bathroom, and like she never heard me. She never did hear me. And when she flushed the toilet and turned off the light, they dropped me. Oh. Whoever had me. See, I didn't see anything other than I felt these hands slowly working the way under my legs and carrying me off the side of the bed. And I was up off the bed. I could feel that I was not on the bed. I was off the bed. I was up off the bed two or three inches and I was going straight to the edge. All wow. kind of just mm. bizarre. And my glass last night, it just it came it, it was like when I laid it down on the bar, it's like it was a tied to my hand. It came straight back, but there was no water, you know, no layer of water. Sometimes if you get a puddle of water on a on a mm-hmm. glass surface, you know, the glass kind of is just floating yep. there. Uh, nothing like that. It was just odd. And my wife was standing right there, you know, and she goes, what happened? I said, that glass just kind of came at me or flew off the, we've had a little lamp on that bar fly off and it was thrown and it hit the glass mm-hmm. on our window looking up into the backyard and, wow. and it fell apart. So we've had a bunch of stuff and I just assigned it to the Sasquatch because that was the seminal moment I had as the only paranormal quantum metaphysical mm-hmm. type event that I had had that would make, coincide with all that. Could be something mm-hmm. entirely different. Yeah. I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, I don't get any sense of fear or anything like that. Uh, you know, voices, something tapped me on the head three times while I was watching TV. This has been about three months ago. I've been writing all these down. It's called strangeness at home. I was thinking yeah. about putting it in a book, but I really can't connect it to the Sasquatch, you know, people. But that's when it started, and it and it's, it's when it started. Yeah, you know, that's my own market set go moment. I was going, well, it yeah. all started. Hmm. You know, wow, that's interesting. Be with me, you know, I mean, you know, there there's some in some impish little little fellows running around in the woods. You know, I mean, some of these yeah. Sasquatch, they got senses of humor. Yeah. So I, I couldn't put it past them, you know. Yeah. I have a comment about that, just an observation, I guess, but we should do that after the break because we have to take a, a two minute break, right, Steph? We do. It's 31 minutes past the hour. So this is the Gathering Radio Show on the Para X Radio Network. In order for the light to shine so brightly, the darkness must be present. Tune in every Monday at 10 o'clock for Dark Sunrising on the Para-X Radio Network. Hey Heidi, have you listened to The Calling lately? Why yes, Steph, I have. It's really good. Have you? Absolutely. It's what I would say is a wild and woolly affair. 
So does that mean it's a wild and wooly Wednesday show? <laughs> well, I definitely think that that's true. So you know we listen, since The Calling is the sibling show to our show, The Gathering. Listen to The Calling Radio Show with Jerry and Kimberly Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on the Para-X Radio Network. Hi, this is Marla Brooks from Stir in the Cauldron. Thursdays are a great night on the Para-X Radio Network. On the first and third Thursdays of the month at 8 p.m., it's Tango and Friends, hosted by Bruce Tango. And on the alternate Thursdays at 8 p.m., tune in to Stirring the Cauldron, the Archive podcast. Every week at 9 p.m. Eastern, join me on Stirring the Cauldron Live. And then at 10 p.m., stick around for New Aeon Now with Lily Alley, Davron Michaels, and Christine Matza. Finally, to round out the night, join Dr. Kelly Renee Schutz on the Paranormal Encounters podcast. All this, every Thursday, right here on Para-X. You are listening to Para-X. Welcome back to the Gathering Radio Show on the Para-X Radio Network. And we've been talking about... Sasquatch tonight, first time in a while, and we have Carter Bouchard on with us, and we are really excited to have you on tonight and hear your stories, Carter. And one of the things you were talking about in the first half was these experiences that are happening to you in your home that you are, you know, lining up with Sasquatch. So you're actually having experiences inside your house Mm -hmm. after this, um, you know, this series of experiences and connections that you had around Sasquatch uh, a few years ago, right? Yeah. And so some of of the things that I thought, you know, you talk about these experiences happening, but you can't see anything, right? You feel it, you you watch something happening, but you can't see Bigfoot, but you feel it's Bigfoot and it started with some Bigfoot connections. And so just my observation when I was listening to you telling these stories, I'm like, well, that kind of makes sense because... Bigfoot or Sasquatch or whatever, you know, Yetis, and they're so elusive, right? They're so hard to find. So why wouldn't they be invisible, especially if they are interdimensional and can move about as they please? And, you know, doing, you know, there's, as far as we know, incredibly intelligent. I would think you would have to be to be interdimensional uh, or evolved. And so I think that's cool that you're you're talking about this because it makes you think of this in a another new way you know Mm -hmm. because why would they just be outside then if they could be invisible which makes them hard to find and see which is what we have a problem with anyway Mm -hmm. why wouldn't they go into locations as well Mm -hmm. i think it's cool yeah and and why not and you know i see one of your guests uh, he didn't see the being near him with his physical eyes so no that's true i i merely ascertained that the start point for all the oddness was my interaction and communication with this clan uh, that I'd met in 2019. And I'm, I'm still having these odd mm-hmm. things going on uh, two, almost three years later. And so that's just the starting point. You know, it, to me, having experienced other things in this life besides, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Sasquatch, but 
paranormal poltergeist, you know, evil spirits. I've, I've, I've participated and been exposed to some of that stuff. So it matches more with that type of behavior, but it just coincidentally started with the contact I made with the Sasquatch people. It could be anything, but it sure seems like it. And, and since I'm shown these visions of the Sasquatch people every you know few months, uh, when I seem to just ask for or think they've gone away and forgotten me, then I'll suddenly I'll get this a, a vision of mm-hmm. you. Uh, of them and it's all, always at night when I'm in the alpha state where we were trying to meditate and get me and calm down and go to sleep you know mm-hmm. it's right at that tender moment right before you 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 hit your alpha right. and gamma that that I'm getting these things so it's not like I'm driving down the street and all of a sudden I see oh. or hear something it's mm-hmm. but I'm consciously trying to calm myself down calm my body down so I can get some sleep and try to communicate mm-hmm. so that's why I tie it to that. I, you know, it could be something other entirely, but I, I don't yeah. know. It, it seems and it feels right. It feels like them. Part yeah. of the words, you know. Yeah, it's just it's cool to think about it, you know, because why not? Why wouldn't? Why can't they go inside? Of course, they could go inside if they wanted to, because they can go anywhere they want to go. Yeah, really. They just well, they don't want to be inside and not have a presence. You know, their spirit, mm-hmm. their soul. Mm-hmm. I mean, they could be here in another dimension, standing right next to me. I have no I, idea. Yep. You know. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um. So Cece in our chat room is talking about. So. So the question may be: Is Bigfoot drawing in other energy, or is it the other way around? A lot out there in the woods we don't know about, which is absolutely true. I mean, we know there's a lot of paranormal things going on in the woods besides Sasquatch, right? Yeah, yeah. They could be drawing in other energy. Uh, I also have in this book a a dog man. Mm -hmm. I actually have a photo. And it's not the greatest, but the story is very, very compelling. And I met this person when I was in Illinois scouting for the expedition I was about to put on. So I met this gentleman. They thought they were having issues with the Sasquatch. When I got to their house and saw the photo that his daughter took, by the way, she moved out of the house very shortly after she saw this thing. She said, I'm done. I'm out of here. You know? yep. <laughs> and it's, I mean, she never came back. They threw the camera uh, in a drawer, and they forgot about it for four months. They felt it was pure evil, wanted nothing to do with it, you know. Oh. Uh, but it turned out that it probably was a dog man, and this creature was morphing into view at night, one thirty, two o'clock in the morning, and it was tearing up this. It was this this creature was battling this locust tree and just tearing it up and fighting it and just ripping branches. Oh. It was doing this often. And they got a glimpse of it every now and then. It was always two, three, you know, one, two, three o'clock in the morning. And the, the daughter's bedroom window looked out the back of the house. It was right there. So she saw a shadow and a shape. And then sometimes she sees something more, something less. But one night she ended up, you know, said, no, screw this. I'm tired of all this. I'm going to go out and get a picture. And long story short, she pulls the camera up. And all of a sudden something j- jerks her arm down. And the picture gets taken when she's not ready to take it. And this creature 
had morphed into visibility. So you could actually see it. And when it oh. when it materialized, that's when a hand got caught in the strap and it made her pull the picture, uh, shoot the photo before she was actually ready. It's a bizarre photo, and wow. I'll get yeah I'll get y'all a copy of the book when it's out. Yeah. But it, it's it's a bizarre. It, it, it's obviously a humanoid shape. It's got a long snout, but it's kind of distorted. Which she said, I'm pretty sure that's because it was materializing. Mm-hmm. And I didn't talk to her. She would she left the house and the family after that. She won't ever go back ever. She said, I don't even go back for holidays. You know, her dad says she won't come back. She's totally spooked. Wow. And they're very, very, very deeply religious people. Okay. So, okay. and this dog man, if that's what it was, was pure all e- evil to them. And so, you know, they understood why she didn't come back. The wife was there. She just stared at it. She wouldn't talk to us. She wouldn't say a word to us. You know, she's, nope, nope, get away. Oh. How far away was it from them? Uh, Five feet. I mean, when she oh, was wow. outside. When so she it was went, really close. Yeah, yeah really close. Outside <laughs> her back door and was going to take a picture. She was taking a picture of the tree and she saw a shadow uh, moving, but she, she couldn't make it out. So she was trying to get closer to the tree. And when she got close enough, that's when she's going to take it. That's when this thing jerked her, the strap that was hanging down wow. uh, on the camera. So. Wow. If if I'm looking at the photo, it's no more than five to ten feet away from her. I mean, it's wow. just it's a bizarre uh, I wish I had it, but I didn't even think about yeah. it. I don't know what we'd be talking about. But it's it's clearer than most photos of, of you know, the blurry yep. thing. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. not really blurry in the sense that it's blurry. It's just not quite into its shape, if you know, if I go with the story mm-hmm. they told me. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't get any sense of anybody making stuff up. They were so affected right. when I was there. Uh, yeah, there's no way they were like, let's let's mess with this city slicker. <laughs> let's check yeah, with yeah, this yeah. guy. It wasn't any of that, you know. They, they were disturbed, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, so anyway, uh, so that's what I've got is in the book. It's just going to be unusual interactions with Sasquatch that people just do not get. And uh, I don't know if you have any questions, because I want—I got one thing I wanted to you know, get out, was that in talking to one of my habituation witnesses, the lady that's up in Washington State, they have a little of everything going on. And we got to talking, and I was saying, you know, you are, they're gifting each other, She's had her name called. She's seen them. Orb. She's got everything. She's got the classic Sasquatch habituation down. Everything that could be going on is going on there. I said, wow. I want you to think about what you're doing. You are communicating with a being that may be the most distant relative of man we may have ever known. This is like sitting down with a Cro-Magnon or Neanderthal and saying, hey, what's going on? What you do this morning? What, what, you know, I mean, they're trading trinkets and they're gifting and, you know, they're they killed a rabbit and washed it and gutted it and pulled its head off. 
and left it at the base of a tree as a, uh, an apology or a gift for stealing half the apples off their trees. Oh. And so, but my point is, and there's dozens of people, I have four habituation families I monitor. They allow me to come out and whenever I want to, I'll mm-hmm. just call them. I, I'm allowed to come out and just hang out and experience whatever they got going on. Sometimes there's something going on, sometimes there's nothing. But I said, you are communicating, you're playing footsies, you're trading mirrors and in, in, in Dollar Tree jewelry with a primordial being that is far more intelligent than you and I put together. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? You know, and when these people, are, the habituation folks or anybody is in we are interacting with a being that may have been here thousands of years before we got here. Mm-hmm. And they're a sample of what came before us and what may be coming after us, you know, after we are gone as humans, if we don't stop what we're doing, destroying and trashing the planet. But it's just, I suddenly thought about that today. I'm thinking these people are interacting with, primitive human hybrid or human whatever knockoffs whatever they are they're they i I know and believe in my heart they've been around for thousands and thousands of years so these creatures have everything over us and they're they're trading trinkets and jewelry Mm -hmm. like the native americans and the indians did You know, with the white man, they traded. And with the Sasquatch and the uh, uh, Native Americans had a symbiotic relationship back before white man got there. And so they traded and communicated, traded food sources. And it's the same thing that's going on with my habituation folks. They're, They're having conversations. They're hearing them. They're having their names called. You know, I've sat on a porch and traded whoops with a, a Sasquatch and it was identical to my voice. Wow. And, and so it's just like they can do things we can't imagine. They can say and see things we cannot imagine. And some of these people are lucky enough to be having day-to-day or week-to-week interactions mm-hmm. living on their property. It's just mm-hmm. an awesome, awesome thing. And that's the stuff I'm trying to put in the book mm-hmm. is telling about what these people are going through uh, when they're interacting with these beings and they are beings they're not creatures. If mm-hmm. I ever see a creature, I have to you know, wash my mouth out because they're, yeah. <laughs> they're not creatures. They're beings. They're, they're yeah. like us, you know, <clears throat> only smarter and bigger and maybe not quite so handsome, you know, yeah. but, <laughs> but you know, it is just what I thought about that out loud. I was just thinking, God, what an awesome opportunity these people have to be interacting with them mm-hmm. a creature that has been here before humans perhaps mm-hmm. you know are they a part of us are we a part of them or, or you know the human uh, hominid hybrid of some kind i mean we we don't know we're still trying to figure that all out you know mm-hmm. but anyway Do it just think- struck me oh, go ahead sorry Oh, I was just going to say, I wonder, do you think Bigfoot would choose these people? Yeah, I think they all, I think they choose them. Uh, they are looking for people that have good hearts, good minds, 
you know, trying to do the right thing by, you know, their fellow man and, and, the, and the planet, you know, uh, not being, you know, a wasteful consumer, not being a wasteful hunter, just killing animals so you can cut off their horns and put them on the wall. You know, they want people that are being good to their fellow man and good to the planet because that's, I think, and what many people are telling me, that's why they're here to keep us from destroying the planet and dis- destroying mm-hmm. man, you know, which mm-hmm. is about the best reason you, you could be you know, for you to be here would be something altruistic like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Well, and you know, the, the native Americans here in Minnesota, the, the Ojibwa Bigfoot is one of their seven teachings and he represents honesty yeah. and all the elders. And I've talked to so many elders over the years, they all tell the same story in different ways, but they all say the same thing. And that, you know, Bigfoot is here to protect them, to protect the earth Right. And and he always says, do what I do, but don't try to find me and don't you know, I mean, he, there's parameters. But yeah, yeah definitely. And when they what they've noticed is that when the forests start being cut down, that's when Bigfoot becomes hugely active. You know, yeah. You're destroying the earth. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I make a point about that um, in the new book here. Also, it's like. uh your visitation versus habituation. You know, you got a Sasquatch family that moved in and they're living on your property. It's kind of like, you know, you're on some rural property and suddenly put a quick trip or a Walmart right behind your house. Yeah. Oh, there goes the neighborhood. You know? Yeah. Well, it's not necessarily that way with the Sasquatch people because they're, they do choose you, you know, mm-hmm. you are chosen because they want to interact with you. You have to be in the right mind and spirit. Or for right. them to want to interact with you, but right. once that's there, you got a friend for life. You just you better really want it <laughs> because <they don't, laughs> you're trying to tell them that you got to run away, you got to leave the property. Uh, you know, yeah, no, you got to have a lot of kahunas to do that. You know, yeah. So once you're chosen, you're chosen. You're in the band. Once you're in the band, you're in the band, dude. Yeah, know. I love it. I love and it. It's, that's it cool. it's a really great thing. So. You know, but that, that's what's in this book is the interactions that people just can't wrap their head around. There's missing time. Uh, there, there's the the communications. There's speaking. There's mind speak. There's gibberish. There's language. Uh, the structures mm-hmm. uh, showing their newborn babies to one of my uh, uh, witnesses here in southeast Missouri. Uh, they stepped out from behind a tree when he's walking the dog, which he does every morning like clockwork. One day there's a Sasquatch waiting for him as he walks up to get his mail. He walks about a quarter mile up to get his mail, walks a quarter mile back with the dog, goes in and has breakfast. Well, one morning he was walking the dog up to get the mail. Right before they get there, there's a big tree that's kind of right by their gate. And this Sasquatch just pops, does the tree picking thing. And it's holding a baby, and it just, it shows it and goes back. <laughs> Said a second or two, that was it. But he's seen mm-hmm. that Sasquatch on the property before. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but this Sasquatch showed him the baby. Yeah, that's something. Trust mm-hmm. them. They trust him. Yep. So yeah, they choose you. They know you're a good human. You know. Mm-hmm. And these particular people happen to be very, very devout Christians. So, but they don't let that Christianity, the Christian belief, mm-hmm. uh, 
affect you know, their view of Sasquatch is not evil, yeah. not devil, not Nephilim, not anything to be feared, not satanic, you know, because they look very frightening, you know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, people get drawn them with, you know, blood dripping out of their teeth and teeth yeah. showing. Quit yeah. drawing them like that, and there's peaceful beings, and we wouldn't have yeah. that vision of them, you know. Yeah. For sure. Fear uh, fear sells just like sex. It does. It does. Well, I think one of the interesting things that have come out of this conversation is that, you know, Bigfoot can be anywhere. And, you know, like we have found up here in, you know, close to Minneapolis, Carter, every once in a while we'll go out to a regional park just to see what we find. And we find stuff that is, looks like, like, we were probably 30 minutes north of here, Katie and I, a few weeks ago. We found footprints in the, in the, they were definitely squatch prints. Yeah. I mean, that's close to here, right? This is a big populated area. So, yeah, it's amazing. And we have this little regional park by me that has these tree rings. Have you ever noticed rings in the trees, like made out of grapevines? Yeah, I've seen a couple of things like that. It, you know, it's. I've got something like that in my backyard. I don't have Squatch on my property. I'm on an acre mm-hmm. in the city, you know, uh, mm-hmm. and the city means nothing. They are, I've got most of my sightings, I'd say at least half mm-hmm. are in the city, mm-hmm. in what you would consider mm-hmm. residential areas. Mm-hmm. They're everywhere. They're opportunists. You know, they, they are. got to find food and water and shelter. Suburban so, Squatch. Yeah. yeah, they're opp- yeah. they're opportunistic, you know, uh, omnivores so mm-hmm. wherever food's at going through dumpsters behind walmart down here which is probably about 30 miles away from me straight east mm-hmm. uh, when they're first putting this walmart up with a little lady out walking her dog at night about 10 o'clock so he can do his business before she can go to bed she sees this big huge giant man hulking over a dumpster at the back of this brand new walmart they built and it stands up and the light hits it right in the face it ain't no man, it's a Sasquatch. And the dog wow. was going bonkers. Yeah. You know, this little foo-foo dog was... Yeah, yeah. You know, they're everywhere. They're, they're everywhere. Well, they're, you know. and, then, and then we talked about how, you know, they're, they're peaceful beings. And I don't know if you've seen this. One of the things I wanted to just... And I know we don't have a lot of time left, but there's... Have you ever heard of Portlock, Alaska? Yeah. What do you think about that whole issue? So they say uh, that Alaskan there's killer Bigfoot. There's killer Alaskan Bigfoot there. Killer Bigfoot. Yes. Yeah. I was I actually asked Bigfoot. to go up there and, and tape something, and I don't I don't think that's going to happen because just politics and everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I've 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 seen the fear in uh, Ash's eyes. One of the guys who's up there, uh, Ash Naderhoff. Uh, I've seen the fear in his eyes and. That ain't fake. That is somebody who was definitely frightened. He was mm-hmm. uh, behind a tree and he was somewhat surrounded and he, you know, they ran off the whole town. You know, yeah. they destroyed the fishing industry. They they single-handedly destroyed uh, a cannery. Yep. But, but do you think it was Squatch or do you think it was something else? Well, they call it... It's another name. It's another name for Squatch. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a, a, a indigenous people's yeah. name. Yeah, right. I, I don't know what it is either. Kamanama Hoodnock or Kamanama Hamatok or something. It's a yeah. it's a you know indigenous mm-hmm. name. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is twelve to fifteen feet tall. Those mm-hmm. 
-hmm. those guys are big boys there, you know, mm -hmm. further yeah. north you get, you know. Holy uh, crap, yeah. Little puppy dogs down here, but you get up there in the, you know, the frozen tundra. Yeah, yeah. but uh, Portlock, uh, that yeah. that seems to be a real deal. If you, Did you watch any of that show? Yeah, I well, I just found it last week, and so yeah. the first episode was on last week, and then tonight I caught like 20 minutes or something. They ran three psychics out there. Oh no, they! I haven't gotten to that part yet. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to spoil it, but you'll. <laughs> but, investigators yeah, of all types. Yeah. Have been there. Intriguing. Yeah, for sure. We'll have to keep watching it. Um, okay, Heidi's pointing at her watch, so we are. <laughs> we've only got about it's a three. A pretty days. watch. It is. So we it must be new. It's a Christmas watch. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, she's just pointing at her wrist. Like, <laughs> normally oh. we put up the phone with the with the time on. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, we get it. We have to shut up. So, so where can people find you if they're looking for you? I I know that your books are available on Amazon, right? But they they can also get them from you. Yeah, you can get them from me. Uh, I'm I'm going to redesign my website. Uh, so these are my two books. I've got a third one coming out. Uh, you can email me at funnybones442.cb at gmail.com and uh, buy the books through me because I've, I've, I've shut down my website. It's not down yet, but it, it's going to be down here within a couple of days. I'm going to have it completely rebuilt. So okay. you have to buy them directly from me. But I autograph my books. Mm -hmm. They're full color. I'm selling both of them for 35 bucks, uh, 35 bucks for both, and I'm mm -hmm. going to eat the shipping, and I'm throwing in a Ooh. free half book. Oh. I, I had to release uh, due to publisher obligations when my witness in uh, Canada had to take a break mm. from reliving all the horrible stuff that happened yeah. to him. So, anyway. Uh, so, yeah. anyway. Uh, well, Awesome. So, well, and we'll have you on again. So yeah. here's yes. what you do. Absolutely. You tell us when the next book is out, and then we'll have you on, and then we'll figure out what it was you were going to tell us the story about over the summer. Yeah. Well, I've got your show saved, so I'll find it, and I'll see what it was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm waiting. Sometime in January, the book's coming out. Okay. <clears throat> I'm, I'm self-publishing awesome. it, you know, awesome. uh, for yeah. now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's cheaper than well, Music is on, Carter, so we got to go. So thank you so much for being on and taking time out for yeah, us thank today. you. Awesome. And thank you to all of our listeners uh, for, for listening. And if, if there's troops listening, thank you so much for your service. And please be safe. Merry Christmas. Yes, and everybody in the chat room. It was quiet because everybody was listening. Everybody intently, was listening. So thank you for joining <laughs> us in the chat room. And everybody out there, wherever you are mm. listening to our show, thank you so much. And Para-X Radio Network, thank you for hosting our show once again this week. We love being here. And Sarge, most amazing producer on the planet. Once so again, you pulled it together. Thank Yay! you so much for everything you do. And we'll see you all next week. Yeah. Good night, everyone.